This Cap Times podcast is brought to you by Exact Sciences Corporation, the makers of Colaguard. Learn more at exactsciences.com. Corner Table, a podcast about food and drink in Madison, Wisconsin, produced by the Capital Times. I am your host, Cap Times food editor, Lindsay Christians. This week, I've got my editor, Rob Thomas, in the studio, and we are going to be talking about my cover story this week for the Capital Times, about accessibility in Madison restaurants and bars. For this story, I talked to a lot of people for whom going out to a restaurant is not a simple thing. I learned a lot about both physical barriers and attitude, which is huge in making people feel welcome. I hope you get a chance to pick up this week's Cap Times, which is on racks now. The story is also up online at captimes.com. And in the meantime, please enjoy this chat with Rob about what's happening in Madison to make dining out more inclusive. Cheers. Hi, Rob. Hi, Lindsay. How are you? I am doing great. It is a very rainy day today. It's miserable. It like is it, I, awful. Like it's like the sun has just decided to take a pass on this one altogether. Thank you for being my interviewer today. Sure. Well, I mean, it's a great cover story, which comes up with something that I think, as you say in the story, is, is something that a lot of people just don't think about at all, but is a major aspect of some people's lives. Yeah. Um, so... Given that, what was the timing where you thought now's the time to write this story? I originally wanted to write about this in 2016. Um, well, I got kind of heard about it, thought about it in 2016 when there was an episode of The Sporkful, which is a podcast with Dan Pashman. Shout out Dan Pashman. Uh-huh. He's not listening to this, but he's amazing. He might be. Um, at, out of WNYC. And he did this um, He did this episode where he, he spoke with people who use wheelchairs to get around um, and about their experiences in restaurants. And one of the things that he was asking this gentleman he was interviewing, he's like, is there ever a time when you would like give a restaurant a pass? You know, like it would just be too hard to make this place accessible. Not a free pass, but like just pass it by. Yeah, well, to like – Kind of like give them a free pass, okay. like to say, this is a beautiful old historic building. I I get it. You you know you just couldn't make it accessible. And and the guest on the podcast was like, no, you know I'm the general public too. And thinking of his, he teaches students with disabilities as well. And so he was like, I, he's thinking about his students and about like where they can get in to places. And he said, I I don't give them a pass. Interestingly, when I started doing my own research for this. Several people were like, look, I get it. There are some places it's just too hard to make accessible, I understand. But I was I was so intrigued by this idea of like, it feels to some degree like discrimination. Well, yeah. And I think somebody makes a quote in your story to the effect of like, don't think of it as like, oh, I've got to do this extra stuff if you're a restaurant owner to accommodate these people. Think of it as these are customers. Yeah. And this is something you're doing so that they can enter and enjoy your establishment. Think of it as a as a positive because it is yeah they're paying customers they're the general public so and and there are obviously financial challenges when you look at making things really accessible for everybody but 
that's so was doing the business. was the sport for the reason you decided to do it now, or is there something else going on in Madison that made this a good time to write about this? So I had been thinking about it since then, and then there's been all this conversation around the straw issue, yes, plastic straws, and so I started looking into that and like re- and just sort of seeing what the conversation was like in Madison around that. Um, as well as sort of nationally, that conversation. And then there was this cool initiative, the city and like the disability community and the a business group, Downtown Madison Inc., all decided to do called Access Madison. And that was just announced this summer. With the straw debate, the debates it seems to be, I like paper straws versus I don't like paper straws, right? <laughs> and And sort of at least leaves out the larger question of like, some people need straws. Right. I mean, it's not an option. Right, exactly. Yeah. Um, and some, for some people, it's invisible. Right. That need. Single-use plastic is an ongoing debate and discussion. And single that's a whole other podcast. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> Literally, actually. Um, but uh, single-use plastic, there's a lot of conversation around, you know, how we can do less of that. And straws are kind of a poster child for the whole discussion yeah. of single-use plastic. Um, but... There was I was just listening to the Disability Rights Commission on last Thursday, and they were talking about the ordinance, the city ordinance as proposed. And there are there's on one hand there's like people with disabilities who need straws, but if you change access to something like that, it adds another level of stigma, another barrier. If you have to ask, can I have a straw? There's you know all kinds of discussion around this, but that's you know sort of what we hear what we hear often from the disability community is like the more questions we need to ask, you know the more the more that there's like this sense of being different or right. other, the harder it is to like want to be out at a restaurant in the world and that kind of thing. So so tell me what Access Madison is doing and, and what their goals are. So they did a survey last. November of lots of different folks uh, really focusing on the disability community and, and people who are caregivers and people who like are activists and people in that community. And they got the results of the, of the survey back. Maybe 90 some people responded and they, they kind of focused on these areas of uh, public transportation, um, public spaces, semi-public spaces, festivals. And then they also talked about like downtown Madison, like businesses, including restaurants. So they did this whole survey and then they announced the partnership in June and they decided to focus on, I think the first thing they're going to be focusing on is um, festivals. So downtown concerts, Taste of Madison, things like that, Orton Park Fest, you know, these kinds of city events. But they're talking about like, because a lot of people who answered the survey said that they just don't go to these festivals because they're not accessible to them for reasons of like, where do you have accessible parking? Are there um, porta potties, porta johns that are accessible to them? Are there going to be places where their wheelchairs can roll? Or is it on grass? Right. This kind of stuff. So they're looking at that first, but they're also looking at the other thing that's hopefully coming out of Access Medicine or maybe soon is this like gold, silver, bronze rating for restaurants. Okay. That's like, you're super accessible. You're a gold. But there's no there's no um, standards, criteria in place for that yet. That's still really in discussion. Okay. And I heard there was a little bit of concern about that from the Restaurants Association, right? Yeah. Yeah. Because apparently every time you – give people an award for doing something good, there's a bunch of people who will be like, well, what about me? Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's singling out. So she says there's unintended consequences that basically if you are meeting the demands of the law, shouldn't you be a bronze? But the thing is, even if you're meeting the demands of the law, it doesn't mean you're accessible. You 
get into that in the stories, so the complicated, uh, which is probably too much to get into in the podcast, but it's very complicated. And, yeah, yeah, it's super complicated. Also, like, even within the complications, there's complications. Right. Like, well, okay, if you remodel 30% of your business, then that will, like, say it's an old and you remodel 30% of it structurally, then you trigger ADA updates and happen to be ADA accessible. But not everything applies. So if you redo your kitchen, that doesn't count because it's not public facing. Yeah. And I was like, oh gosh, how like how much into the weeds do I want to get on this? Because I'm not writing for people who are contractors, right. usually. <laughs> right. And they should understand. And it, they should know it business. already. Yeah. 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 This podcast is brought to you by Exact Sciences. Join the Madison-based team working to lead earlier cancer detection. Visit exactsciences.com to view the company's hundreds of open jobs. Uh, so what other research did you do in reporting the story? My favorite was I got to go have lunch with people uh, downtown. So I went out to lunch with Autumn Nugent, who is actually a friend of a friend. And we had a lot of people in common on Facebook. And I thought, this is great. She's like Ms. Wheelchair, Wisconsin, which was very cool. And we had both had worked for Urban Land in the past. And so we went to Marigold Kitchen. And just having lunch with her was really interesting because she was like, you see how I would rather go all the way around here rather than, like, ask people to move because you, you just watch how she gets through the world and it's constantly, like, people offering to hold the door for her or her asking them to open the door. or And she just doesn't want to have to ask and then ask and then ask right. and then ask. It's one more thing. Yeah. Um, and then I also went downtown with Jane Nemke Earl, who is actually married to Tony Earl, former governor of Wisconsin. Yes. And she lives in a downtown condo. And we, like, rolled down State Street and then, like, rolled back up. And we were just looking for places where, you know, is there one little step? Because she's going to scooter. And so if there's one little step, she can't get over it. It was fascinating because there's one block of State Street where, like, all of the facades have basically been redone. Like, the block that's kind of – it's that, like, 100 block. Right, at the top. Yeah. And on the other side, like, where the key shop is and there's, like, a flower shop and stuff there too. And Ian's, I think, is on that side. None of those places have had the same upgrades. So you have the bump ups on, like, all of those businesses. One side of the street is accessible for the most part, and then the other side is completely not. And most people walking on the street doesn't don't even know the dis- difference, but some people yeah. really know the difference because that's there's only one side they can eat at. Exactly. Yeah. Sometimes we would like roll like we were like, okay, here's tuta pasta. Here's the front part of tuta pasta that has a step. This other one has a step, and then this third door down here doesn't. So that must be the accessible. <laughs> we were doing that kind of thing. Um, there were some places like there was a where the former Jamba Juice used to be is like now an eyeglass shop. And the ramp up to that, I swear, if Jane had gone up it, I think she would have tipped over backwards. It huh. was like the most aggressive. It was like a roller coaster skateboard ramp. Yeah. And she was like, yeah, I, I'm nervous about that one. I'm like, don't go up it. Don't do that to yourself. Yeah. Um, so sometimes there are ramps, but they're uh, angled hard. She was talking about once she went into – I guess it used to be Bellini and now – and then it was like Hail Mary Sports Pub and now it's nothing in the church okay. downtown. Right, right. Okay. And she called and she said, are you accessible? And they said, oh, yeah, yeah, we're totally accessible. And she's like, I got there and they had a ton of steps. So she's like – she figured out how to like whatever, like something to get like through those steps. And then there were more steps when she got inside and she was like, they told me – this is the thing. Like, Did they mean emotionally accessible? <laughs> like what? <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> what they – just they they 
thought she wanted to hear yes, so they told right. her what she wanted right. to hear. Yeah. This will yeah. make this lady happy. We'll just tell her we'll yes. Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> you know, somebody says the idea of like shifting your lens to yeah. see. I mean, did you find yourself doing that when you were eating lunch and, and, and on the street with these people? Yeah. Well, it's something that for me, um, I have a friend who identifies as disabled and identifies as fat. Mm-hmm. And for them, going out to dinner downtown, like I want to make sure that they are as comfortable and as happy as possible because I just want to like have a chat and a drink with my friend. Right. And so I started shifting my lens a couple of years ago even um, like because they all come to town several times and visit us. And I started thinking about, okay – where can we go? Does that place have bar seating? If if it has seating that's other than bar seating, do we need to make a reservation for that seating? Because Patrick and I will just go and post up wherever. But I want to make sure that my friend is comfortable. And so my lens started shifting then a bit in terms of like how much space is there around tables? Like are we going to be comfortable? Um, like are, are they going to feel like this is a place where they are welcome? And that was part of it that I hadn't really thought about before was the feeling welcome thing. Yeah. There was a restaurant that I'm not going to mention that Jane really does not feel welcome at because they've got the double doors. And when she would go to open them, like there's one place nearby where she would do that. And they'd immediately like run out and help her and notice that she was trying to get the door open. Right. It was hard for her. But this other place, they just like wouldn't even notice. Like, no, like the host is standing right there and they're not like helping her at all. Huh. And then when she gets inside, the tables are so close together, she can't even get up to the bar where her friend is. Like, it's, she says, all these little things communicate to you, you are not welcome here. Yeah. And to me, it reminds me of the coding that you sometimes hear about, like, white spaces versus, like, spaces that are open to people of color, like, that are invisible because our default is whiteness that we don't even think about. Um, I kept making, like, those kinds of connections with the way that we talk about and think about these kinds of things. Right. So hopefully your story will help more people shift their lenses, whether they're fellow diners or restaurant owners or major D's and all that. Um, anything else coming out of the story that uh, people should keep an eye on in terms of changes in Madison? Or One of my big resolutions coming out of this that I hope everybody does is if you have somebody in your life, if you're not a disabled person yourself, but you've had somebody in your life who has mobility issues, has vision challenges, has hearing loss, what can you do by like calling ahead? asking questions and thinking about that with like shifting your own lens as much as possible so that you don't end up at the bar at a super noisy pizzeria or something and they can't hear you and they can't participate in the conversation. Because that's not the point of going out with your friends anyway. Um, And especially as many of our family members are aging, um, like keeping those kinds of things in mind and noticing when we go out to eat, I think will just make make it easier for those people who are dealing with so much of it even outside of when they see right. you, right? So One last thing, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. So be willing to call ahead. Start to maybe just try to notice a bit more, I think is the big thing. I'm looking forward to see to seeing what um, Access Madison sort of starts to come up with in terms of like a rating system of some kind, if they decide to do that. Even if they don't do like a rating system, just having notes like on a single website or like encouraging restaurants, best practices to say, these are the things that are accessible, um, and to post their menu online, right? Right. Um, so that people like who are have vision impairment can like be able to know what the menu is ahead of right. time. They don't have to ask for it to be read to them. Yeah. Those kinds of things. Thanks for doing the story. I think it turned out really well, and I think it's going to really um, open a lot of people's eyes. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, and don't pet service dogs. <laughs> like that was one thing I heard too. It was something that was mentioned a couple times. I was like, oh. 
people still do that. Really? Anyway. So. All right. Well, thanks, Lindsay. Yeah, thank you. This has been The Corner Table, a podcast about food and drink in Madison, Wisconsin, produced by the Capital Times. We've got some cool changes in the works for this podcast, which will be coming along this fall. And in the meantime, if you're into podcasts, check out Jesse O'Poyan on the Political Podcast Wedge Issues every Friday, Abby and Eric on the city-centric Madsplainers, and we share a studio with the guys from Center Stage at the State Journal. So check out them, too. For more food and drink news, including this week's cover story, go to captimes.com and follow us wherever you get your podcasts. I am Cap Times food editor Lindsay Christians, and this week my wish for you is pumpkin spice, whatever you want, because spices are good and pumpkins are good, and forget about the rest. Cheers! This podcast has been brought to you by Exact Sciences Corporation, the makers of Colaguard. Once again, be sure to learn more at exactsciences.com.